The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome to MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 film, not the beloved TV show, one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Tom Taylor from ABC Devo. Welcome, ABC Devo. <laughs> Thank you. We are all MASH. <laughs> we are not after MASH. No. <laughs> not yet, oh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> goodness. It's okay, Megan. We're not talking about after MASH. We're talking about... MASH the movie! With Donald Sutherland. Swoon. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is not a Minute 7 specific question, but it's one that I'm going to ask myself several times over this movie. Go for it. Does Donald Sutherland make me swoon? Now, was Milton trying to tell us that being bad was more fun than being good? Or I don't think he... Ho- or is it Hawkeye that makes you swoon? Ooh, oh. that's my question. Ooh. Or oh. does Alan Alda make me swoon? Oh, I've Alan, Alan Alda, Alda, Alda plays oh. some bad guys. Yeah, but Alan Alda, even when it's being, like, evil and bitchy, for lack of a better word, uh, <laughs> yeah, he does it. <laughs> He just, and he podcasts now, too, right? I mean, yes, he does. Oh, does he? Clear yes. and Vivid with Alan Alda is a great podcast about oh, cool. communication. Nice. Yeah. He's a good man. He is a good man. He's a great man. Tom Hanks is going to give him a SAG Lifetime Achievement Award. Woot! Like, oh, wow. Too Chris, much awesomeness on Chris one stage. Chris told me that sentence, and I was just like, you made that up No. <laughs> I was up at three in the morning, because six-month-old, and I came up on my Twitter notification, said he tweeted, like, a thank you to Tom Hanks for doing it, and I was like, what's going on in the universe? And Twitter knew you would want to know. <laughs> Twitter knew I'd want some happy news, yes. <laughs> Tom, has social media and podcasting changed your life for the better? <laughs> um, Yes. <laughs> Yeah. When will has, Tom right? Hanks be giving you an award? <laughs> soon, I hope. We're both Toms. It's in our contracts as Toms to give each other awards. I'm making a note. Yeah. <laughs> to post something. <laughs> All right. That's a joke about guys named Tom that Tom Hanks made. Oh, really? Yes. I'll send it to you, but I will also post it <laughs> online right. on the day this comes out. You are very excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get very excited. <laughs> I really should not have been given access to the internet and a microphone. I apologize in advance. Too late. Today I'm going to embarrass myself to the world by talking about Minute 7 of MASH. (laughs) Where they're in a Jeep. Yep, starts with Hawkeye starting the Jeep and ends with the Jeep entering the 4077th MASH. Which looks like it's like, I think it's just the way this is edited. It always looks like the camp is like, Half a mile down the road from uh, Thank you. <laughs> thank you. When it's like, what, at least a good hour or two, if I remember correctly from the book. So. It takes the most of the day. Yeah. Okay, they so it's more than an hour or two. Well, they took a, yeah. Hawkeye does ask if they should stop and visit some prostitutes on the way. So it's <laughs> a distance. They it's don't. Distance. But because they're, t- yeah, never mind. We're, We're jumping ahead. 
I'm really worried we're gonna end up talking about prostitution in war zones, and it's gonna be a bummer of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it light. Yeah. <laughs> but this is... We're, we're good. We're just back to our heroic fanfare. Yeah. This is a fantastic start to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this fight brings me such joy. Me too. And it ends my anxiety because you said you were a little bit nervous around all this mud. Yeah. I have two things. First of all, they go over that pothole. And yeah. the word Jesus is in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That would hurt. I mean, Tom Scared almost falls out of that Jeep, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His ass actually leaves his seat oh, in yeah. the air for a second. But this is historically accurate because that's why helicopter evac was so important. Right. As cause... soon as they had the means and the technology. Because <laughs> the roads were so bad. Yeah. And let's face it, I mean, getting medivaced is bad, but I would much rather be in a helicopter than bouncing over those pots. Yeah, those roads. Ugh. And then we see the coffee cup that has caused all this consternation, and it <laughs> makes me nervous, too. Developing a mild anxiety disorder over here. That mug <laughs> is so shallow. Yeah, it is. It's not a very big mug. It's a... It's a poorly designed coffee mug. <laughs> Seems so appropriate for the U.S. Army, though, right? I mean... Well, this is the rabbit hole I went down that may lead to my oh, getting fired. It was during my lunch break. I just want to say that if our head of IT is listening. I was not on the clock. All right. Most of the things, if you look for what mess halls were using in the Korean War, are the melamine stackable cups. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Like the plastic they're, ones. They're easy enough to transport overseas in mass quantities. Yeah, the mm-hmm. only mugs I saw that looked anything like this one were in Europe, like in the established, you know, mess halls there. Mm. And even then, they didn't look exactly like this one, but they were closer. And I realized Robert Altman just sent someone to a store and they just bought a mug. <laughs> The shallowest mug you can find. Or they just, fa- or some Shallow corrupt guy just found it. Yeah. Like, I, I really, it's probably from I don't the care. craft services table. Like, you know I what? Know. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> go to craft services, go get a cup of coffee, and then you're just going to carry it around. Okay, thanks. But I'm back on my coffee kick because I firmly believe in my heart coffee tastes better out of a diner mug. There and is they use about a diner, diner mugs on the that, show. Yeah. Oh. On MASH, the TV show, they have the white diner mugs. They do. And I think they might later on at the mess hall here. I'll keep an eye out for that. But this this motor pool is out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, I'm just going to take a minute and sigh and think about, like, 24-hour diners mm. <sighs> and how wonderful they are. Melted yep. cheese at 3 a.m. There's With nothing their- like it. And fries and chocolate shakes, where they bring you the rest of the shake in the metal <laughs> cup. Yes. <sighs> Good times. Rec- here's my recommendation of the episode Post Road Diner in Norwalk, Connecticut. Yes, absolutely. We call it the Brown Diner. I don't know why, but we call it the Brown Diner. Oh, see, we just want PRDs. <laughs> all right wait is uh, it actually brown like exterior why is it like it's no more brown than any other building. it's got some like brick or something you know it's yeah a... it's brick oh, yeah. okay i, I have many 
many pictures of it because that was our high school hangout. Oh, very cool. The one time I got straight up caught skipping school, we'd gone to PRDs and my car was in the parking lot. And that was when I realized like, hey, if you drive a 1986 Jag, maybe don't skip school in it because people are going to notice. Yep. (laughs) When you go to the diner at 1.30 instead of (laughs) (laughs) 2.30. I bet it was worth it though. Oh, God, it was. I love PRDs. And that was always where we would go when we were back from college. Like, mm-hmm. that's just where you ended up. And, and and it's glorious because it's against the back of a parking lot, which is now just a shopping mall, but it used to be the drive-in. And so on the Carvel that's next to it yeah. is a mural of the drive-in theater showing right. Casablanca. <laughs> Ooh. It's, that's right. It's, it's perfect. Scott Corelli, if you're listening... I have a script. It's based off American Graffiti, but it's set in 1999, and it's really, really good, and I don't have rights to any of the music, and I just want an excuse to buy all the cars that I want. (laughs) Anyway, now I'm real hungry again. (laughs) I want to play the fries. What were we talking about? Ah, uh, his coffee mug. All Dri- right. The, 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 who is supposed to be the original driver. Not Mark Jones. <laughs> and his, his fancy drinkware yeah. of choice. Yeah. Or lack of choice, depending on the case. And we meet a new character. Well, we've seen this character before. One of the MPs gets a name. Yeah. I'm totally going to drop it. I don't care about copyright. <laughs> Enjoy the sound clip I've totally managed to get and drop into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because no one can say, Get that son of a bitch, you just stole my Jeep. <laughs> That's awesome. The tires don't blow for any reason other than the magic of Hawkeye and Duke, right? <clears throat> I think that seems to be it. Yes. Yeah. Duke's mind powers. <laughs> yeah. Because right after that, he's like looking behind the Jeep. Like, oh, what happened? Oh, hey, it worked. I blew up that guy's <laughs> tire. Son of a gun. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Let's begin the drinking now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this fight okay. is, uh, I think this movie is extremely funny, and I laugh a lot during it, but I think I laugh the hardest during this. The guy is so mad. The motor pool guy is so mad. And, he and like, they're not even fighting him. He just keeps taking swings at them, and they're trying to, like, help <laughs> him up, and then he swings at him again. And then finally at the end, like, when they're all, like, down on the ground, like, one of them, like, takes a slug at him. <laughs> He's earned it by that point. Yeah. Like, all right, if it's going to go like this, okay, fine. Take that. This is just self-defense. Yeah. Now it's a party. I love that he does the whole, like, swing so hard he falls down missing the person thing. It sort of reminds me a little bit of Jerry, um, I almost said Springer, but Lewis, Jerry Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) It probably happened on Jerry Springer. I mean, it could, to be fair. Yes. Jerry Lewis is a much more likely inspiration. But, right. Jerry Lewis is who I was really thinking of and had him pictured in my head before the Springer just started to come out. <laughs> That's not right. My new favorite thing that I noticed in this is um, they there are people in the background of these scenes. There's the blonde guy who almost gets run over. Yep. And in the background of the fight, there's a Korean civilian who stops and watches the fight. And what I love is that at some point, he just turns away. Yeah. Like, he's just so, again, possibly a meta-commentary on American imperialism in this <laughs> part of the world. But he's just like, these yeah. assholes. <laughs> Peace out. I got stuff to do. 
You guys have this under control. I'm yeah, you, you really don't, but sure. You, you have it yeah. under control. When there were jeeps involved, I was interested, but... Now, not so much. Now there's just men in the dirt. Well, I just kind of find it interesting that... I mean, they cut it, obviously, because we wouldn't want to watch them, you know, a whole day, obviously, of them traveling. But it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, we know where to go. I just yeah. got on the jeep, and I just followed some roads, happened to end up at the 407 7th. You know, as one does. <laughs> That's a really, really good point. Because there are signs when you get closer. Right, like you have all those there little... there would be... Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, at a certain point, you're like, how do you know you're not going to the 8063rd or whoever? Again, this is down the road. Yeah. They can see it as soon as they leave the motor pool. <laughs> Like, hey. They just drank really fast on the way. There you go. Um, no, it, it makes sense. This is something that gets run into in the book, in the TV series, everywhere, that vets will say, here's what they got wrong. And it's not their fault they got it wrong. Hooker, air quotes, who wrote the book, served in a mash late in the war. They were much more established. Some of them didn't move at all at that in the time he was there. So he doesn't think of mashes as mobile. To him, all these tents stayed where they were the entire time he was there. It was a feature that they could use. They just but, didn't. <laughs> but that is not what the experience was at all earlier in the film. Right. Earlier in the war. If this was actually, you know, actually 1951, yeah. there's also there'd be no signs. <laughs> Right. Who knows where they are? They probably would have to just get dropped off by helicopter that's being, like, radioed in with coordinates. Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize I felt that strongly about that. It's but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, I mean, even in, I mean, not that it's a different, it's a different beast, but, you know, even the TV show, they don't really move that much either. It, it just kind of just stays, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, the I, reel to reel where the, where... Uh, vets were talking about the bug out two-parter. Oh, yeah. And they're like, excuse me, we did this every other week. Yeah. (laughs) Why are they acting like this is a big deal? (laughs) Like, we get it. I love that episode so much. It satisfies every little organizational OCD part of my heart. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that everything fits together and the toilet rolls go on the handle of the plunger so that they all pack together. Ugh! (laughs) <laughs> there is something satisfying about that. Oh, yes. good. And the, and the way Very they satisfying. all run out from under the mess tent so that the tent collapses in behind them as they run out. Man, it's real good. It's a thing of beauty. It's real good. It's a thing of beauty. Anyway, now that, we got go... our, now that we got our Marie Kondo pop culture I was in. just <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to word it to make a Marie Kondo reference. I read the books. I haven't seen the Netflix series yet. <laughs> no, I don't really know that I need to watch a TV show of it as much as I loved the book. But yeah, Tom, you missed. I was telling Megan how much MASH reminded me of my summer camp, and that's why I loved it. And oh. now I'm regretting that because I feel like I'm throwing my summer camp under the bus. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it was lovely and wonderful. <laughs> It can be like that and like MASH at the same time. You are a camp Thank enthusiast. <laughs> I am. You will vouch for me. <laughs> I will vouch for you. I do not know too many other people who go to camp reunions. 100 year coming up in August. Oh, this will air wow. before then. 
Although it's controversial. The camp was founded in 1919, but our first summer season was 1920. So the song that we sing where you stand up on the year you started at camp is 1920. But our 100-year reunion will be in 2019. Oh, boy. Like I said, camp enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was there for 16 years. Let me have this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I had a lot more fun than these guys, but also because I was at summer camp and not enlisted in war. This yeah. is true, yeah. <laughs> Having coffee spilled on you. I, I, do you think he just, do you think Altman was just like, get me the shallowest coffee cup you can find? <laughs> or did that actor have to kind of sell it and make that happen? Yeah, or maybe he was having a hard time spilling the coffee, so like, get him a shorter cup. Oh. He's got to spill more easily. Get tired of filming the scene, just do it. Well, Altman was infamous for not liking to do a ton of takes. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's true. And also, we're spilling coffee here. I don't know how recently you've spilled coffee on yourself, but I also have an infant, and let me tell you, it's a beast. (laughs) It's not a good time. You don't want to have to change your shirt between every take. No, this is true. This is very true. I'm just watching the fight in slow motion. It's very funny. Oh, that sounds great. Speaking of satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) While you're watching that, uh, I'm going to give you some Tom Taylor-centric trivia. Oh, all right. (laughs) Hit me. Well, a couple things are just for my notes, but the trivia is one of the special features on the MASH Blu-ray, and I'm pretty sure it was on the DVD as well, is MASH History Through the Lens. It is narrated by Burt Reynolds. Wow. Of all people. I did not realize that until, and now I realize I was thinking of Tom Selleck, not Burt Reynolds, but there are mustaches involved, and it's very late, and I'm very tired. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Burt Reynolds. See, that just strikes me. Even Tom Selleck would still be like, really? You're you're narrating a MASH special? Yeah. Hmm. I want to know what that discussion was. Is Burt Reynolds a fan of MASH? Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Because I, me... I always think of him now as, like, with Archer. Um. <laughs> it would make me so happy if Burt Reynolds, like, watched and loved the movie MASH. It's like, oh, I wish I'd been able to be in that. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> he sort of came up around the same time. He was, like, getting bigger. That's true. Then. Yeah. 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 Makes some sense. What else? Number 88 is tall enough to be Tom Taylor. Oh. <laughs> and need to find a good time of Hawkeye Forest and Trapper John to have on Tom, Pete, and Jerry. <laughs> Perhaps the na-na-na-na-na scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, take that world. Why have one guest slots filled when I can have three? <laughs> there you go. Oh, no. I, I saw this fight and I knew this would... This would be a good fit. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that somehow. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm getting real punchy now. It's all good. Oh, God. I have a quote from the Subliminal Reality book. Tom, there is a book called Robert Altman's Subliminal Reality. <laughs> wow. No, wait. Here's my question. Is Was this someone's, like, dissertation that turned into a book? Possibly. Okay. Fair enough. Not definitely, which I have read books and been like, you wrote a thesis, and then you decided to make it a book. (laughs) And it's very clear to me which chapters came from where. This commitment to shooting in actual locales, as opposed to using studio sets, complements the tendency of the art cinema to work with unfamiliar actors. Hmm. Which I had under this minute, I guess because they're driving out to the ranch. 
Yeah. Which we've seen already. R.I.P. Malibu State Creek. Oh, yeah. MASH yeah. site. I'm so pissed at climate change, I guess. <laughs> we, Megan, we had a whole plan to go out there oh, no. when we wrapped oh. MASH Minute. And then... <laughs> that stinks. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do something, but it's just so frustrating to be so close and have never made it. Oh. I mean, I realize there were way worse things that happened, but yes, but from my selfish <laughs> point of view, I was real bummed. How's yeah, that? I don't blame you. Have you gotten to do any crazy trips for your shows? Not I'm trying really. To think. Pete went to Sri Lanka. Wow. And he thinks that he lives near Marshall College, but he doesn't. He's wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> I should probably get up to Yale for the Crystal Skull season. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get some love for Crystal Skull. Yeah. Come on. Is it the best in Angels? No, I'm not arguing it's better than Raiders. <laughs> I'm not a crazy person, but it's fine. It's got some good stuff. Yay. Yay! I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> Jennifer Lavazier was just posting pictures of the DMZ. I saw a commercial to visit the DMZ in Korea. Wow. wow. I've never felt, it was almost an out-of-body experience, because I was just like, am I dreaming this? This is weird. DMZ shouldn't have ads <laughs> on television. That's odd. That does seem weird. I'll transition to plugs not for south korea although that's a lovely place and if you have the chance to go, go. you should go and then you should join the mash minute post app listeners ward and show us pictures because i love seeing pictures from around the world make us jealous <laughs> you know you want to <laughs> and if facebook isn't your cup of tea hey look it's not for everyone sometimes you're drinking out of a shallow coffee mug we're on twitter <laughs> at mash minute all one word. And the gram, as the kids yep. call it, I think. <laughs> Some kids might. Can't prove that no kid in the world has ever said that. Or the Insta. <laughs> or the IG. The Instagram. Yay. At Mash Minute. I feel like we went on a journey with you just then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also on Instagram, you can see people from Indiana Jones Men. Hey, yeah. Or cosplaying as podcasters <laughs> I love oh, yeah. that photo I just put that up recently that is such a good design <laughs> tell, the, tell the people tell the nice listeners what I'm talking about you are not allowed to be a presence on the internet and sell merchandise unless you do a knockoff of the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> album cover and if you're going to do that and you're doing an Indiana Jones show, you need to have the staff of Rye in there somewhere. And it comes out awesome. And then you get a t-shirt and then you get a mug and then you take a picture of it and then you post it on Instagram and everybody loves you. That's what happens. Story of oh. success. Yes. <laughs> it's all come together. That's right. Who knows? Maybe by the time our listeners are hearing this, we have a tea Public store. Hey. Again, we might can't prove that we've never <laughs> uh you could find that by going to mashminute.com slash merch slash shop slash there's a tab at the top of the web page and again maybe by the time you're listening to this that link will take you somewhere other than an under construction page Woohoo! <laughs> 
We have children. It things take us longer <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> hmm. Gong. Gong. <laughs> when in doubt, gong. gong. That is all. <laughs> Join us next time when we actually get to see the four oh seven sevens. We see five shanties. We see some buildings, quote unquote. Yeah. And more no. Donald Sutherland. Sweet. You know what? I know we're past the half hour mark, and I can always move this if need be. Tom, I did not give you a chance if there was anything else you wanted to talk about in this movie. Oh, I just want to reiterate that I love it. It's one of the best comedies ever made. Uh, Robert Altman was a master. I recommend everybody see this and The Long Goodbye and Nashville and A Wedding and Popeye and The Player. And I'm probably missing one, but they're all awesome. And uh, he's the king. And this movie deserves to be the classic that it is. So there. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are definitely one. Uh, there are some that I kind of now want to see just to see. Bud Court have wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bruce McCloud. That's an incredible movie. <laughs> and then there's some that I'm just like, hmm, I never need to watch this movie. It sounds hella depressing. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple like that, too. Yeah. He's well-rounded. Yes. <laughs> so go home, watch Gosford Park or whatever you want to oh, watch, yeah. and come back tomorrow for another episode of MASH. Minute. Podcast about the movie. Not the TV show. Not the TV show. That's going to be our new tagline, isn't it? The movie. Not the TV show. <laughs>